Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, laying the foundation. The groundwork has been laid. Do you not see that? Don't you understand that all you have gone through was for a purpose? Um, wow, easier said than done. I, I think a lot of times I, I do the work in these programs because I, I like myself and I want a life better, you know, going forward. Um, you know, and there's definitely moments where I think that this was for, for a purpose, but come on, man, trauma's trauma. Back to the reading. There was a reason, a good reason for the waiting, the struggle, the pain, and finally the release. You've been prepared. The same way a builder must first tear down and dig out the old to make way for the new. Your higher power has been cleaning out the foundation in your life. Have you ever watched a builder at construction? When he begins his work, it looks worse than before he began. And I think you hear a lot about radical acceptance and, you know, acceptance is the answer to all the problems. But I think a, a, a lot of uh, initial reluctance at acceptance is the fact that what comes after that is the grief, you know, grief that your parents are not gods, uh, grief that, um, you know, there was, a, uh, you know, really wasting a lot of time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't always know, uh, agree with this, but I can, I can see where this kind of analogy is going. Have you ever watched a builder at construction? When he begins its work, it looks worse than before he began. What is old and decayed must be removed. What is insufficient or too weak to support the new structure must be removed, replaced, or reinforced. No builder who cares about his or her work would put a new surface over an insufficient support system. The foundation would give way. It would not last. If the finished product is to be what it is desired, the work must be done thoroughly from the bottom up. As the work progresses, it often appears to be an upheaval. Often it does not seem to make sense. It may appear to be wasted time and effort because we cannot see the final product yet. Yeah, there's parts of this passage that are really annoying me. Uh, anyways, I'll keep reading. But it is so important that the foundation be laid properly if the fun work the finishing touches is to be all that we want it to be. This long, hard time in your life has been for laying the groundwork. It was not without purpose, although at times the purpose may not have been evident or apparent. Now the foundation has been laid. The structure is solid. Now it's for time for the finishing touches, the completion. I like that part. So the first part I'm starting to agree with because, wow, it, it is time to move the furniture in and enjoy the fruits of our labor. Congratulations. You have had the patience to endure the hard parts. You've trusted, surrendered, and allowed your higher power in the universe to heal and prepare you. I think, I think my initial irritation at this passage had more to do with, you know, it just reminds me there's a simple spiritual toolkit to follow and the steps have been the only way steps in fellowship and service have been the only way uh to change back to the reading now i'll you should enjoy the good that has been planned now you shall see the purpose now it should all come together and make sense enjoy today i will surrender to the laying of the foundation the groundwork in my life if it is time to enjoy the placement of the finishing touches I will surrender to that and enjoy that too. That part I really like because, you know, I think sometimes my reward for progress is more hard work, you know, rather than just enjoying the ride and just also just looking back, you know, as we go towards the new year, just, you know, it's been a huge, a really great year. And, you know, 95% of, well, 70% of it has been to do recovery. And then the other work was work I've done on trauma outside of the rooms. Back to the reading. 
I will remember to be grateful for a higher power that is a master builder and only has my best interest in mind, creating and constructing my life. I will be grateful for my higher power's care and attention to details in laying the foundation. Even though I become impatient at times, I will stand in awe at the beauty of God's finished product. And I think, I think of the, uh, um, I think of the, uh, like that, you know, the analogy to a flower, you know, the flower is perfect at any stage. And I think life is about evolving in the path and not so much some, you know, mythical outlook, outcome or even a white light moment, you know, spiritual awakening I get. Now to our next reading and the topic is moving on. Learn the art of acceptance. It's a lot of grief, codependent no more. Did I call it or not? That's what I, that's exactly what I said in the last passage. Sometimes as part of taking care of ourselves, it becomes time to end certain relationships. Sometimes it comes time to change the parameters of a particular relationship. Already liking this more because I think reading this gives me the courage to realize that temporary pain leads to long-term contentment and satisfaction. Back to the reading. This is true in love and friendships with family and on the job. Endings and changes in relationships are not easy, but often they are necessary. Sometimes we linger in relationships that are dead out of fear of being alone or to postpone the inevitable grieving process that accompanies endings. Sometimes we need to linger for a while to prepare ourselves to get strong and ready enough to handle the change. If that is what we are doing, we can be gentle with ourselves. It is better to wait until that moment when it feels solid, clear, and consistent to act. We will know. We will know. We can trust ourselves, knowing that a relationship is changing or is about, I, okay, I have to go back. We will know, we will know, we can trust ourselves. Meditation, I think I'm really understanding that meditation is a tool to get closer to my true self. And when I don't have time to meditation, it's I am getting further away from my tr true self and more into the false self, the laundry list uh, behaviors. Back to this awesome reading. Knowing that a relationship is changing or is about to end is a difficult place to be in, especially when it is not time to act. But we know the time is drawing near. It can be awkward and uncomfortable as the lesson draws to a close. We may become impatient to put closure on it, but not yet feel empowered to do that. That's okay. The time is not right. Something important is still happening. When the time is right, we can trust that it will happen. We will receive the power and the ability to do what we need to do. Ending relationships or changing the boundaries of a particular relationship is not easy. It requires courage and faith. It requires a willingness on our part to take care of ourselves and sometimes to stand alone for a while. And I think that's where the rooms and the fellowship has been huge. And I didn't even realize until reading this that I'm in the process of doing that. <laughs> crazy uh and also re reiterates the power of you know saying things out loud back to the reading let go of fear understanding that change is an important part of recovery love yourself enough to do what you need to do to take care of yourself and find enough confidence to believe that you will love again we are never starting over that's right i like that because a lot of time everything is kind of a stepping stone a building block um you know, a closing of a chapter rather than judging something as a success or failure. 
particularly because if you don't get to some imaginary outcome, somehow it is a success, you know, you know, or it is a failure. And, uh, you know, I was watching an MMA fighter the other day and after having a bad fight, they said it was a tough night. And he says, you know, why was it a tough night? You know, life was about loss and, you know, it's the highs and the lows. And it's just great. You know, this reading is just a great reminder to me about that. Back to the reading. Any relationships are changing the boundaries of a particular relationship. It's not easy. It requires courage and faith. It requires a willingness on our part to take care of ourselves and sometimes to stand alone for a while. Let go of fear. Understand that change is an important part of recovery. Love yourself enough to do what you need to do to take care of yourself and find enough confidence to believe that you will love again. We're never starting over. In recovery, we're moving forward in a perfectly planned progression of lessons. We will find ourselves with certain people in love, family, friendships, and work when we need to be with them. When the lesson has been mastered, we will move on. We will find ourselves in a new place, learning new lessons with new people. No, the lessons are not all painful. We will arrive at that place where we can learn, not from pain, but from joy and love. Our needs will get met. Wow. Today, I will accept where I am in my relationships, even if that place is awkward and uncomfortable, and that's something that I would like to do. If I'm in the midst of endings, I will face and accept my grief. God, help me trust that the path I am on has been perfectly and lovingly planned for me. Help me believe that my relationships are teaching me important lessons. Help me accept and be grateful for middles, endings, and new beginnings. And now we move on to ACA, strengthening my recovery. And the first topic is Tradition 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. The traditions are guidelines that help our meetings run smoothly and remain safe. If something goes off course, it's usually because one or more of the traditions are not being followed. I actually noticed that a lot in my personal life. You know, if I, uh, if I could relate, you know, if there's things that are issues, it could be, you know, not following the tra uh, tradition, you know, about personal unity as well as group unity and also, you know, just letting God be the person in charge rather than myself. Back to the reading. Reminding ourselves to place the principles before personalities is a healthy choice that keeps us individually and collectively grounded. When we forget this concept, some of us can slip into practicing old behaviors, such as allowing ourselves to become offended or irritated with what another ACA says or does. Right. It's a privilege to go to meetings. Nothing is going to be perfect, but, you know, and also resentments and self-pity are not great things for addicts. Back to the reading. Whatever the trigger is, we can build resentments and even become paranoid or blind to the reality of the situation. This can subtly or overtly infect our meetings. Strong, tradition-focused meetings can help us uncover the truth and remain open to the differences among us. And also, it's just great to be around and learn from people who follow the traditions. The serenity prayer can also keep us in tune with Tradition 12, when we ask to accept what we cannot change and the courage to change what we can, we're above all asking our higher power for the wisdom to know the difference. This helps us stay centered on ourselves instead of others. On this day, I will ask myself what I am doing to contribute to the safety of the meeting. In doing so, I remind myself that I'm choosing a healthier way to live my life. 
And the final reading for today's uh, episode is also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, fellowship. In addition to the meetings, we chat after meet meetings with others. We go for coffee at a nearby coffee shop and we introduce ourselves. This is carrying the message as well outside the walls of the meeting. We go to a meeting and afterwards people stand around and talk and maybe some go out for coffee. Ah, part of the fellowship of this program. But why is it important? Why should we participate? When we begin our positive life changes, we often feel less comfortable with the non-program people in our lives. Yes, this is true. It can become a challenge to have more functional relationships. For most of us, our meetings become another family, a functional family, or, or a less dysfunctional family, I would say. One built on trust and shared, just kidding, one built on trust and shared recovery experiences. But even so, it's often uncomfortable for a lot of us to have conversations with wonderful people we may not know well. Going out for coffee is a great way to practice new behavior and establish relationships, even if it doesn't come easy. Yeah, and, and you know, these times, uh, you know, Zoom has been, you know, obviously a lot of benefits in Zoom, but man, those opportunities are not there as much as they used to be, you know, in this day of COVID. Back to the reading. We use this as a way of further introducing ourselves to our fellow ACA members. On this day, I will practice new behaviors by spending more social time with my new family. And that includes the holidays. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Happy New Year, everyone. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause and to listen. And to pause again, because that's where God is.